Grog. What am I going to say? Right. Hey, everyone, and welcome to... Hey, ev- <laughs> hey everyone, and welcome... Oh, stop sorry. it, you two. I laughed. That was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm on mute. Oh, God, I never oh, use it. Okay. Sorry. I'll, I'll shut up. No, no. Well, no, the opposite, Kerry. We want you to talk. Right. And, um, well, could that be the intro? I mean... Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, yeah. So it's me, Peter Fickling. Um, you could hear Kerry and Matthew being supportive as always, goading me, chuckling at me, <laughs> chuckling in my face, belittling my vague attempts to be professional. Yeah, so Hazel, this week it's been amazing. I, uh, I've been quite the curmudgeon about the arts over the last couple of months, and Matthew and Kerry have been less polite off mic and sort of chiding me slightly on mic, but th- uh, this was exactly what I needed and wanted. A week of Hazel being a nightmare, irritating all the people I wanted her to. It was great. Yeah, she is striding around this village, just evicting everyone she can and pissing everyone else off. It's insanely intense and magnificent, isn't it? If you get a call from Hazel saying, can she drop by? It's the like the dreaded vote of mm. confidence from the chairman, if you're the manager of a football club, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I did tweet, like, if any of you out there see her coming towards your home, hide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the acting, the voice as well. When she yep. does a little trembly voice, and she's like, and I've been so weak, which makes me taking your livelihood away all the better. <laughs> I mean, she does. It's this kind of, it's the, the, the viciousness with which she um, delivers all these horrible messages. Yeah, I think she's being written and acted perfectly it's so horrific that it's brilliant isn't it because she keeps um gaslighting really because she keeps like dropping compliments which are faux compliments then just sticking the knife in in whatever way and then just disappearing before they there have been so many times where she says things and then people are left going and she's just vanished already it's yeah, brilliant. Calling calling Pat and Tony and saying, I seem to have caused a bit of an upset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they must be having such a whale of a time writing this person. I loved it at the end of um, where she'd evicted Tom and Natasha and the parting line, I think it was on Monday, was, I'm very sorry, do you have a bit of hot water? This tea has gone cold. Right in your face. Oh, drop the mic. Awful. Yeah, absolutely excellent. I finished the week feeling obviously very sympathetic for Natasha because, you know, I mean, even though she's a bit awkward sometimes, you know, the pregnancy was the final blow, but I did sort of Mm. feel like she had a pretty rough time. Uh, But I didn't feel anything but um, uh, annoyance towards Tom. You know, he just, he's such Uh. an entitled little prick. Uh, So I, I, that did make it a lot easier that the victims of, most of the victims of Hazel's awfulness Mm were kind of you know had, had there was some there was some karmic payback going in their direction i don't know there was fallon brought up her having been evicted before there was the grundies having been evicted before then tom and natasha now are being evicted i mean who hasn't she f-ing evicted and to- you you're right about tom he was awful this week because he there were two things that stood out where tony was banging on about johnny's taken this marvelous photograph of the Montes, you must see it. It's so perfect. And Tom was just going, it's all right. And then um, when Natasha was trying to reveal that she was pregnant, 
obviously she said, I've got something very important to tell you. I can't do that. Uh, she's from Bangladesh. Yes, yeah, she is. She is <laughs> via Cardiff or something. Oh, give it another uh, go, Kerry. Come on. No, I can't. <laughs> it has to come. If someone tells me to do anything, I can't do it. So, okay. Um, but yeah, she, she was wanting to say, wasn't she? I've got something important to tell you. And then instead he took a call from his mother. And so she went and had a lie down with a headache. And straight away, Twitter was going pregnant, pregnant, pregnant. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the clues were there. It's either that or having to drink orange juice at a social occasion, isn't it? People in, in soaps. Well, that happened a couple of Christmases ago with my friends. We all met up for Christmas oh. in the good old days. And one of the group, the girl didn't drink. And we were like, okay, she was like, oh, I just don't really, not in the mood for beer. And then we all went and sat down by the canal and someone had brought a bottle of champagne, which they popped and she wouldn't drink that either. And there was about two or three days later, the the husband uh, created a WhatsApp group. And before before mm. he could even say anything, someone else wrote, I bloody knew it, <laughs> before he could even <laughs> say what the group was about, anything. Oh, um, yeah. But Natasha does seem to have a cross between false memory and Stockholm syndrome because she's, didn't she absolutely hate the flat at first? Like it was a pokey yeah. little shithole. And then she said, I mean, it was rather... Um, economical with the truth when she said to hazel well i was a bit skeptical at first of ambridge she got in a car and buggered off to Handudno like three weeks after they got married and didn't mm-hmm. appear again so it was a bit more than skeptical yeah but matthew now she's all about the three-bedroom house with a massive garden in felpsham or wherever it was yeah uh, no, that, penny has it penny has it yeah, yeah. No, all that dodgy that rough estate in Darrington where she's yeah, going to become, oh, become the new kingpin. You don't want to live there, love. There's like fr- fridges in gardens and cars on bricks and things, basically, wasn't there? Yeah, but didn't you think if they've been trying for ages, would you not immediately, the point at which you've done the test, knowing you're pregnant, say that to the person you've been trying for ages with? She does strike me as one of those kind of baby reveal type people that she would want it to be a an Instagrammable moment, you know. Uh, oh, look, Tom, there's pink balloons. It's a baby girl. What before even saying she's pregnant? <laughs> I don't, well, no, or she or she want to she want to capture Tom Tom's reaction, or you know, you know what I'm trying to say. There needs to be a bit of drama to everything. It can't just be kind of like you know. Oh, by the way, I yeah. Do you think really? I think if you've been trying to age it well. I just know the two times I fell pregnant, I I just told everyone within earshot immediately. (laughs) You know, I didn't wait the three months or I was not in any way strategic. I just. I've always kept it under the rug, to be honest. Have you? (laughs) Yep, it's time Um, to move countries. And on on he goes. Come on, guys. It's only five times I've changed countries, three continents. (laughs) I thought that was all them robberies you've done. Oh, yeah. Back on my Darrington days. Um, but I like the bit where Fallon said, she was like, I'm pregnant. And Fallon went, what? Here come the pregnancy police. Oh. <laughs> Is that what Fallon's reaction was? I she went, remember. what? And then she went, I'm going to have a baby. It was like an airplane moment. Oh, God, there are so many of those in this bloody program. It was like, you know, I felt like she was going to say, what? You actually have sex with that? <laughs> Uh, anyone going to bother with the Tom Sausage joke? No? Okay. Oh, yeah. do it, Peter. Oh, you have already. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
I did think that maybe his suggestion for the extra, the gift to their their bridge farm customers at Christmas would just be to throw another sausage in the basket. It doesn't oh, seem to be. Instead, yeah. Tony wants to go down to the posh chocolate shop by the cathedral in Felpsham, doesn't he? And send yeah. them all a, a mini Christmas pudding, which I'm sure that if you've ever seen a mini Christmas pudding, <laughs> you know, it, you can cup it in your hand, eat it in one go when you come in from the pub. I don't think it's going to be, uh, they're going to be that delighted with that. When you said cup it in one hand, I thought of balls then. Is that bad? It's the protecting, no. isn't it? You <laughs> Cupping is when you, that protective motion that the, um, quite a lot, quite often Peter might find himself cupping sometimes when Cyrus starts being a jumper. Oh. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm completely lost. <laughs> Doesn't, aren't you ever on the sofa and Cyrus launches himself at you and you instinctively find yourself um, cupping your own cup, nudges? Cupping your little Peter. Oh, what to protect the uh, protect incoming? I, do you know what? Um, he's only caught me in the knackers a few times. Keep trying, Cyrus. They've done. <laughs> they've done their job. They're fine. I'll bear that in mind for when we meet. <laughs> oh, you, you're, you, yeah. Is that a license to kick him in the nudges? It'd be like bottom esque. I'll just walk in like Rick Mail and Aid Edmondson, just launch one into his knackers. I think any sane person would listen to that conversation and agree that I have just invited anyone who wants to to take a <laughs> free swing at my testicles. That's exactly Brilliant. right. Yeah. We've, we've got we've got to track you down first. Yeah, we are planning a listener get together at some point. We'll just put Peter in the stocks. Mm. Earlier on, you you sort of said slightly wistfully, kind of, was it? Um, oh, uh, in the good old days. But it was kind of like this is where we're getting to now. It's like in before times, we all sit yeah. around the campfire and tell our children about times before, you know, COVID mm. restrictions and masks. I was talking to Cyrus about that the other day. I was trying to explain why I was wearing a mask because I just suddenly realised he didn't really have any mm. any clue. But but yeah, I mean, obviously, a listener get together would be fantastic, but it just seems oh, so God, distant yeah. and impossible, doesn't it? We definitely need to do that. Before that, you you two need to meet. I was going to say you two need to meet me. I don't mean that. That sounds awfully big headed. But I mean, us three need to meet. I was watching a dog shit movie this morning um, in between doing chores around the house. It was it called Redshift or something on Netflix. Don't worry. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds. I Jesus. suddenly thought... That's, yeah, it's really bad. I'm not going to finish it. I suddenly thought that Matthew looks a bit like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> what? Robert Smith, Ryan Reynolds. No, but I suddenly realised that Matthew Matthew might be quite handsome, and I hadn't really considered it. It was only when I saw the kind of similarity, quite kissable lips, was what I was oh. taking from it. So sort of like sort of you know angel's lips. But anyway, Harry. Um, <laughs> He's very good looking. Yeah, I don't know why you've no, never noticed this before. You've, by the way, you, you've, you've completely balls me up, Gary, because The Cure announced their European tour for 2022 and they're not coming to Portugal. And I blame you for that. Oh, not, yeah. yeah we've, we've got Portugal covered already, they said. You know, they're, <laughs> they're already having <laughs> yeah. the experience daily. They don't need them. Um, yeah, I'm now looking them. at a picture of Ryan Reynolds and Matthew mm, barely resembles. I, that, I don't I'd see say. it. No, I don't see it. Not really. Is but, Ryan Reynolds the guy that's just been involved in the takeover of that? Is it Wrexham? Yes. No. Yes. Oh, is he? Oh, with yeah. the guy from Always Sunny. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, he's got to be a good bloke yeah, if he, he's I think involved he with the Always Sunny person. No, okay. I look nothing like Ryan Reynolds. Not really, no. But yeah. anyway, Tom and his Christmas puddings being put in the Christmas what's it? I loved, that was another thing, another revealing thing about him, wasn't it? That it had not occurred to him at all to 
put a little token of loveliness into the boxes at Christmas. And Tony had to tell him maybe to do that. He's an incredibly selfish man. Oh, God. Will Natasha ever sort of wise up and think, what the bloody hell am I doing with this idiot? Because that was the kind of that's been the kind of character arc, wasn't it? When Natasha first got together with Tom, it was like you had this uh, very attractive. That was you know before we'd even sort sort of seen her, it was going kind to of lots of comments on how glamorous she was and how successful she was and mm. all this sort of stuff. And then she came along, and she was quite a sort of a a pleasant antidote to the kind of pompous amateurism of Bridge Farm. She you know even if she wasn't your cup yeah. of tea, she was, she was in a nice contrast. A bit of energy about her, at least. They're all just drudge people, aren't they? There were good shoe noises when she stomped into the village shop, weren't there? Did you hear those? There were some clacking heels, weren't there? Yeah, you could just imagine. I mean, yeah, she did go off on one without any evidence, which was a bit of a worry, but maybe, you know, that was because she's hormonal and pregnant and stuff, which we found out later. They were leaving all those little Easter eggs for us, weren't they? They were, yeah. But Tom was horrible this yeah. week. And and he had stiff competition, right? Because, you know, we started off with, yeah. this is Hazel's week, so to stand out for being horrible this week, you really had to <laughs> go some. I thought Eddie was horrible before we really go on to Hazel as well. You know, like poor Clary, they were talking about, um, it was Kirsty and Susan were talking about the fact that, oh, does Clary always have a week off before Christmas? And it's like, yeah, she does. However, that week off involves plucking loads of turkeys, making edible decorations, baking mince pies for Eddie to flog and stuff. I was like, Jesus, poor, poor Clary. And then Eddie later said um, to Ed, when Ed was like, oh, she's, you know, I've (laughs) like she's in some sort of i don't know bloody back room plucking or something isn't it and then ed eddie said i bet she's moaning like she usually does i absolutely detest him at the moment yeah he was saying no i'll be right she'll put the radio on and she'll happily pluck away this is her week off work what does eddie actually do day in day out week in week out to earn any money i hate him constantly Please change my mind, if you can. Well, the, th- the thing, the first thing I want to say about that scene, um, the two turkey-based scenes, mm. are we considering legal action for them stealing our turkey noises, Kerry, that me and you made? <laughs> I don't think I would have a leg to stand on. <laughs> no, mm. they do not resemble my dreadful attempt. Okay, I thought they weren't far off ours, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I mean, it. It seems to be, it's like a life of drudgery for Clary, isn't it? Mm. And Susan was there saying, I'd put my foot down. I was like, what, on the turkey? Does that help the plucking process or something? <laughs> but it's, yeah, I did enjoy him stitching Hazel up. That was funny. But other than that, he's uh, he seems to be quite chauvinistic all of a sudden. Or am I just, is that, are they doing that? Or has he always been like that? Yeah, has it really ramped up? Or what? I just... Also, Clary should say no, which is another angle. Yeah, I'm surprised Mia doesn't have something to say about all this as well. Yeah. Peter, what did you think about all of that? Do you think Clary is unnecessarily downtrodden? I mean, obviously, 
there's a weird gender divide between sort of jobs on the farm and kind of, you know, is it any particular generation's turn to sort of like completely tidy all that up and suddenly go, actually, no, we have to do a root and branch reassessment of, you know, who does what and based on what aptitudes and all this sort of stuff, you know, what does Eddie do? I mean, yes, yes, he goes off down to the, to the market, but all of these jobs for Eddie basically are mainly standing around trying to smooth talk his way out of actually doing any real work. Yeah, he gathers mistletoe and holly to sell. You know, that's not very hard, is it? Yeah. And I, do, I just think, like, they said that Clary hates doing this turkey plucking job. <laughs> it sounds like I'm swearing there. This fucking turkey plucking job. But get someone else in to do that for her. Why does she have to have the week off work to do this thing that gets someone else in to just do the plucking? Well, you brought up, um, one of you brought up uh, Susan. So Susan is, you know, uh, um, Horobin. So they're, you know, another, Mm. the other main working class family in the village. And Susan is often derided for being aspirational, kind of like, you know, there's a sort of, underlying snobbery about her desire for neil to be a manager oh manager mm. neil's a manager i want to be a manager now all this sort of stuff mm. and it's like actually you know true true socialism is about aspiring for everyone to be lifted up for everyone to have a better life and to be more comfortable and you know i think it's we've touched on it before but it's just you know we're a bit tired of seeing the grundies being downtrodden and within that within a subset of the grundies is the women of the grundies Emma and Clary are constantly having to bail their useless husbands and you know Mm. partners partners out and you know sort of do all the thinking yeah I do think that they are oppressed and that the oppressors laugh about it I think that's it in essence and I don't like it but do you I mean do you do you think I've got a point that there's there's a kind of there's levels to it like it's oh yeah it's not just it's not just they're not just Grundies they're also they're also the most oppressed of the oppressed. Like, yeah, and even, mm-hmm. and and the, the, sorry to make the same point again, but the thing, the, when you contrast it with then the ones who are aspirational, like N- Natasha's a bit of a move and a shake. But basically, anyone who's anyone who aspires to climbing in the arches is mocked. Yeah, Clary's aspirations, to your point, Kerry, is just to not have to pluck some f-ing turkeys on a holiday. Oh no, it's sad, isn't it? I just think more and more, I'm feeling very depressed about her position yeah. and her stupid husband you know i think it's a bit like that between brian and jenny though brian is i mean at the other end of the class scale brian is very much like you know i he does all the business and he's in charge of things and jenny just if you're a bit upset just go and bake a cake i feel it even happens at that at that level as well yeah i mean uh, abuse is abuse whether it's you know like i mean boris johnson's dad famously broke his wife's nose and I'm sure at the yeah. moment that was I'm sure that at the moment that was happening, she wasn't sort of going, Well, at least I'm rich, you know. So I think it's, you know, you you can't sort of you know, Jenny, you know, we is you're right to call out the, you know, that the sexism runs throughout the village, um, Matthew. But while while we're discussing um Boris. Tory scum. Um <laughs> I knew I was being it, Kerry. <laughs> Hazel does remind me of a female Jacob Reese Mogg. Yes. Her delivery yes, yes, yes. and her complete um, sociopathic um, tone, you know, oh, I'm now I'm concerned after the event and yeah. this is just going to be awful. But if you don't mind, I'm just about to do one other awful thing. To me, I think I meant, might have mentioned this last week. If I didn't, I've been tweeting a lot about it. 
She's just Margaret Thatcher in my mind. She looks like Margaret Thatcher. She sounds like Margaret Thatcher. She's literally her to me. But yeah, I do get the Jacob Rees-Mogg thing. When they offered, um, Eddie offered her the chance to, um, the honour of killing her own turkey. He said, <laughs> he said you could use the electric stunner. I was like, I didn't know Fallon was involved in this process. <laughs> the electric stunner. Very good. I thought you must have been, you know, like a, a pig in muck this week with all the Fallon stuff. But I do, I do appreciate, I mean, Jacob Rees, I do appreciate the Jacob Rees Mogg ca- um, comparison because that really does help me sort of, that sort of does add sort of colour to my total disgust for her. But the thing is, I do have a sneaky affection for Hazel and I will never have any affection of even the sneakiest variety. Yeah, but there's no affection for her as a person, is there? There's an affection for her being in this dull soap opera. Is that what you mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. But to take take another um, Tory grandee, like Alan Clark was an absolute shitbag, but it was mm. hard to dislike him. Like, even though when you knew that some of the stuff he'd done was truly appalling, it was, he was still, oh, yeah. still kind of like, you know, peculiarly likable. Jacob Rees-Mogg, not the same. I mean, Hazel, I mean, I know mm. what you mean, though. In real life, in real life, I wouldn't be able to be anywhere near Hazel without wanting to yeah. know, destroy her. The Alan uh, Clark diaries are an amazing read. Have you read them? Yeah, I've read them and then I I went to a reading he did of them and got and met him and got him to sign my copy. Is he can can you um I mean obviously uh, you've got a very advertised um, peculiar taste in men carry but did he <laughs> you see could you see what women in general found so attractive uh, about him? No, I don't know. Um, oh, I'm having to think about that. That's a worry, isn't it? <laughs> because obviously very famously, you know, he was quite the he was quite the uh, philanderer. Yeah, of course, but I th- there's something about you know when people are openly like that, they're just boldly doing it rather yeah. than secretly doing it. The se- the duplicity is what I don't like. He was you know openly like that. Yeah, I think from memory. I mean, I've read the diaries a, a bit ago, and he just um, didn't make any qualms about what he was like. I think. That's my memory of him anyway. He basically used to take his girlfriend on holiday with his wife, didn't he? He used to take Christina um, with him, with them on holiday, and she would just be housed in the, the little, like, granny flat. Oh, I don't, I don't know villa. about that. Yeah. I mean, if they're all all right with that, who knows? Was it Anna Ford poured a glass of wine over his head at a function? Oh, I probably. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think he was a bit, I think he was a bit of a wrong one. But, you know, he did it with a... yeah. His diaries are a good read, though. That'll be on the cover of when they republish his diaries. That'll be a <laughs> bit of a wrong and Peter Fickling, the Cider Shed podcast. <laughs> I, I, I would love to. I would love my life to take such a turn that I, you know, I'm um, cover fodder. That's up there with my um, my mum's slight understatement when they found the like the eighth body in Cromwell Street, saying uh, <laughs> he's a bit of a bugger, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. No, let's let's yeah. there's no there's no disputing that. Um mm. so Hazel, Jacob Brees Mogg, mm. awful, Eddie, Eddie um torturing her in the um turkey in the turkey barn. I I didn't get as much pleasure as much pleasure from that as um Eddie did, and it sounds like you did. I I didn't. I, found, I did not. I found, oh you didn't. I, no. I thought I I don't find I have a very low tolerance for bullying. Um uh, you know, in fiction as well, obviously, 
Um, and I just, you know, I couldn't deal with it. Like, I, let's put it this way. I can't watch uh, the British office. It's too much for me. Oh, it wasn't to do with the bullying thing. That It just didn't hit my radar as being comical in any way. Right. I didn't really. think it was meant to be comical. Yeah. I thought it was meant to be a soft version of, you know, those movies where they finally get their own back on the bad person and they are unwittingly in a room of people that they've wronged. Yeah. And they're suddenly like, do you remember me? I'm this person. <laughs> and then this happened. And then they're like... Why is there? No, why is there? A, it's, it's like Cask of Amontillado by Poe, isn't it? You're suddenly, <laughs> like, why is this happening? But it was just in Turkey, muddy Turkey form. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I firstly thought she would never have gone to the Turkey place to get I'm the turkey. You. Secondly, I thought if she had been recommended the Turkey place, she would certainly have known it was the Grundy's Turkey place, which made the fact that when she went. Ooh, I slightly recognise you. And he went, yeah, I'm Eddie Grundy. She would have known it was the Grundy's play. She would have, you know, remembered all of that. I didn't find it funny that he sort of went, come and choose it and kill it. And you can pluck it if you like as well <laughs> as an added measure. Um, I don't know. I just thought I've, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit crap at this because the moment I thought she would never have gone there, I'd lost all credibility in the whole thing i might be a bit autistic i don't know <laughs> we need to be we need to be put in some kind of blender um well a good one that sort of can sort of we can all borrow each other's virtues and shed mm. some of our our restrictions yeah. purely when it comes to the archers i don't want to come become someone kind of homogenous cider shed mess but yeah i i i think you and i suffer from the exact opposite problem kerry i am <laughs> i don't set, i don't pay enough attention and you pay too much attention i do yeah i just thought she would have just like rung and went send a turkey to the bridge yes. farm here's a yeah. hundred pounds there would have been a whole episode <laughs> missing then good <laughs> put another one in there that's actually uh, reasonable oh, i'm sorry yeah <laughs> no it's okay I, I mean in terms of you saying she didn't recognize them she was last there during the flood Right. She evicted them. Mm, and the flood was 2015. Yeah. So she's obviously going to remember them, isn't she? Exactly. There are three people she's evicted. She didn't recognise Fallon as someone she was, had evicted either. No. I mean, she, you know, she can't move for her, for her evictees, can she? Mm. Yeah. But it does also point to the, you know, just how limited... Ambridge is as a uh, as a space to you know base the soap opera like this. There's, there's no, that you know they've expanded the on mic cast quite a lot recently, haven't they? Like mm. it's a lot bigger than it used to be in terms of the cast length. I feel, I feel is that true or is that just how I feel? No, no, I I think that's true. There have been new people come in, haven't there? But but by the same token, there are loads of silence that never ever appear as well aren't there but like they they built so they built the estate on bridge farm that obviously gives them mm. a bit more scope for housing for people but for a long long time for you know multiple decades they got just a few cottages and a few different mm. places streets where we know that people can be moved so i mean yeah. this is they dug themselves as a hole haven't they they wanted to bring hazel back in it's like oh god we've got to deal with all of the all of the times we've used hazel as a lazy way of digging ourselves out of a housing problem yeah. for you know plot like x y and z speaking of housing there was a good tweet by icod 
And um, she put, yet again, the weird housing on the arches. So Tom, who must be 50, has no house. I don't think he's 50, but, you know, he's in approaching. His mid-40s, isn't he, Tom, he, I think? Yeah. Oliver. Yeah. Up. Yeah, go for it. Oliver pays for the Grundies to live in his. Mm-hmm. Rex lives with a pensioner. Did. Lived, sorry. Yeah, she did put lived. Alistair, in bracket 60, question mark, lives with his dad. Have you ever been to the country, Kerry? <laughs> then, finally, Kate, in brackets, question mark, 45, lives with her grandma. So I just thought that, well done, Icod. It's just like, what the bloody hell's happening with yeah. everyone who lives in Ambridge and housing situation? Do, do any of you two know of, you know, people in their, I don't know, 40 plus years who have housing issues? Mm, I, I can think of like situations, people I know that live in the countryside that, you know, the... Mm. I don't know not that people like tend to live together but it's sometimes you will have like a, a son that stays at home who could be easily in their mid-40s still I can think of at least one case mm. where they're at home and they still live with the parents um, and they have a long-term partner who stays there most of the time so it does happen yeah I think it just seems to happen in a very concentrated fashion in this small village I guess yeah so we can have them all in the same room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, especially when a 20-minute commute is considered absolutely impossible. You know, uh, <laughs> people, have, people have had almost had breakdowns recently. Natasha and Adam. Um, mm. I've, I've done the research. I'm trying to do my Tom okay. Archer impersonation. I've yeah. done the research and I. it was born in 1981. So that's Tom. Yeah. yeah. So Tom was born in... As, uh, I, do you see what I was trying to do with my Tom impersonation? He's got that weird cadence to how he talks. And he kind of hits his T's very hard. Anyway, it was terrible. I apologise. But, um, yeah, 1981, so he's, what, 39? Yeah, he did do that a bit when he was talking about the posh chocolate place near Felpersham Cathedral. I noticed that funny mm. stumbling thing. I find that hard T very difficult to deal with. But anyway. I, I didn't notice, no. I haven't noticed that. One thing that just um, from from a like a, a teacher muscle memory... I knew that they were done for when Hazel used the present perfect when she visited their flat because she said, you've been very good tenants, Ooh. which basically means an action Your that history. started in the, yes, an action that started in the past up until this point and is about to end. Very good. Can I just ask, are any of you two having a Christmas party? You know, work Christmas party. Th you this know. Saturday. Uh, are you going to be in a interior with others having yes. cheese and wine and all of that? Okay. Not with cheese and wine. It's going to be in a restaurant. Um, but okay. I will be holding a press conference about it. Good. <laughs> Peter, what about you? Um, well, apparently everyone's allowed to now, aren't they? So I probably will, even though I don't have any colleagues. Um, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go down the street and you know, grab a couple of people. And uh, maybe go and have a kebab on a street corner or something. I was thinking, actually, me, us three should have a Christmas party, shouldn't we? Just we could have a Zoom one. 
Can we? You two are the closest I've got to colleagues, actually, aren't you? Yeah, let's have a Christmas bloody party. Watch you two get pissed while I'm sitting there drinking. We'll get on the sherry, Peter. Just have one. Oh, it's bit, no, they've added tax to that now. No, I can't afford sherry, such luxuries. Uh, you've just bought a scooter. You can get a sherry. I think it's time to sell that non-functioning coffee machine you made here. <laughs> well, just to fund, just to fund me falling off the wagon to watch you two get sherry. Yeah, just walk up and down the streets in Catford going, coffee machine for sherry? Coffee machine for sherry? <laughs> I wonder how long I would last um, in the mean streets of Catford. Mm. No, I, I, I do, th- I do think we should have a Christmas party. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. We can do that. Who do you think is going to fall down the steep icy stairs? Ooh, tough one, isn't it? They were mentioned a lot. I mm. think it. I think we are we are being made to think it's Hazel, but I hope it's not Natasha. Yeah, they're the two candidates, aren't they? What would be the falling out? No pun intended. Of Hazel taking a of a, a fatal fall down the stairs or like a really big fall. I mean, she doesn't, no one would inherit from her. Does this just mean a bunch of properties are suddenly on the market? Because, I mean, like, what 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 is what does it serve to have Hazel take a fall down the stairs? That would be good, wouldn't it? Like a storyline where half the village are suspects. Well, yeah, like the Orient Express of the yes. steep, icy stairs. Inspector uh-huh. Harrison. He would never solve it, obviously. They'd all walk free. (laughs) An inspector calls, but probably tomorrow because I'm a bit busy in the hot tub. (laughs) Busy on traffic duty. But it it doesn't, I don't think it's going to be her because I don't think it serves any particular end Mm -hmm. for her having a fall. They've already got her um, infirm. Well, other than the whole village being utterly relieved that she's a corpse. I did notice the Cider Shed podcast very cannily pointed out that um, mm-hmm. Natasha was going to find herself homeless at Christmas and pregnant. <laughs> and uh, yeah, does that remind she, anyone of anybody? I know. And she has been sizing up barns with her laser pen, <laughs> just like Mary did. And there have yes. been issues around donkeys. Um, yeah. donkeys. When the in, the innkeeper said no room at the inn, Mary was like, "Joseph, get the laser pen out." I need to see this <laughs> this outhouse he's trying to palm us mm. off with. Yeah, it's very subtle, isn't it, the archers? Anyway, what about Susan's weird thing about animals? I don't know what is going on here. She obviously, there's a mixture of things with Susan, isn't there? She doesn't like some of the photos that have been taken. Photos? <laughs> What's that? You, <laughs> went a bit, you went a bit Chelsea there. <laughs> yeah, Photos. That have been taken off her, which is fair enough. You know, the chins and that, you need to get them sort of taken out, don't you? Those photos. Um, but why is, she, why is she going, I don't want anything to do with animals. They don't like me. Can you enlighten me on this? Well, she's her and animals don't mix. This is what she thinks, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I mean, there was that weird scene where John is just running around the farm with his camera for some reason. And then she caught him taking photos of cows' asses while they were being milked in the barn. And I was like, has he found some kind of niche only fans or something? <laughs> was he taking it of cows' asses? Yeah. And, um, what are you on about? That happened on Tuesday's episode. And she said, that's not the best angle to be taking of them. And it was like yeah, their backside. But you thought of asses. No one else did. He's just, just saying. Oh, I'm sure they said it was their backsides. Okay. 
Um, and then, then he got the the bonus, the one that you have to pay like the extra for, which was Susan <laughs> getting peed on by a cat. <laughs> yeah. There was that point where he said, like, I've lost count how many times I've been weed on by a cow. Because he like, keeps moving really? towards them. Yeah, the you point. sure it isn't 327 times, Johnny? <laughs> on his spreadsheet. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the whole mystery thing can't be asked at all. Can't be cows asked with it at all. Can you guys? The mystery. No. no. It's been so many years now. I think they think the call and response with the audience is part of the fun. Kind of like, oh, every year we, every year the people in the village get annoyed about the um the, the panto, or whatever it is, the mysteries, and also our listeners. There's a bit of a kind of like a a, a love and hate relationship. It's like it's not a love and hate relationship. It's just a hate hate relationship, not a fun <laughs> hate relationship like with Hazel. It's just please, 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 please make it stop. And also to Kerry's point about things that just don't seem plausible. That's like Kerry's breaking point with the turkey <laughs> scene. We have this every year. Villages don't have. Ten thousand pound budget f-ing pantomimes where half the village are involved five nights a week where they have to go on recruiting marches around you know Borsetshire looking for the right donkey and anyway oh I think someone was replaced as Joseph in the school play <laughs> everyone knows my award winning performance in Smike everyone knows what, that I what character I'm, did you play again Peter. Uh, a mixture of characters like uh, Fanny Squeers. <laughs> there she is. Yes. There it is. Fanny ah. Squeers. What were you... Right, okay. What were you, Matthew? Because there is a theory, isn't there? I saw it on Twitter, so it must be true, about, you know, if your children are cast as um, Mary or Joseph in the school nativity, they're makers and shakers. My daughter Mimi was Mary. My son Max was a wise man. I was always the narrator, so I wasn't even in the bloody thing. What were you, Matthew? I think uh, I played a wise man, ironically. There you go. So you're the same as Max. Um, the, the three kings. There wise was that thing. There yeah. was that story that I seem to remember being in, at least in the West Country press, or it might have been just one of those urban myths that went around, of the of the kid that was playing Joseph, who was a bit of the star of the school. He got he had, he got sick couldn't be in it the innkeeper got bumped up to joseph and then this kid made a come a miraculous comeback two days before the school play <laughs> and then when they got there he the innkeeper um the innkeeper basically the demoted innkeeper said mary can come in but you can piss off because i want to be joseph <laughs> in front of the whole like, school love audience. it i did actually retweet a marvelous thread of a sort of 1980s East End of London nativity play scene by scene thing earlier in the week. If anyone can be asked to go and have a look at it, but it's bloody great. It's all these little young kids sort of going, Oh, all right, then Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, should we stick the link in the yeah. description? Okay, give yeah, us I'll like, try and find it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. Um, so uh, Peter, is, is Cyrus's nursery doing any sort of Christmas show type thing? They're not. They're not. I don't think. I mean, uh, I get I get given sort of uh, seasonal shite to stick on the, the fridge. Um, uh, I'm afraid no one in that building well, has any talent. Um, so joyous of you, isn't it? Well, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not a big one for pretending that children have any 
aptitude until they actually do. Um, but yeah, so Ooh. I don't really pay much attention. Just, you know, uh, some of it makes it onto the fridge, some of it doesn't, depending how the I do na- it. How the I knackers are related just, be- <laughs> <laughs> just below the waist between the legs, Cyrus. My, da- my dad made a fatal mistake when I was about six. <laughs> he asked me to punch him as hard as I could, and I did. And I took that, I took him down. And my mum was quite unsympathetic. Was that in the knacker region? Yeah. I, so I was six. I was old enough. And also my dad had maybe also made the fatal mistake of teaching me to punch properly. So, you know, I put, it was all legs. It was all legs and a twisting torso. And that is why you're not interested in Cyrus's nativity. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm channeling my dad's own hurt and taking it out on the next generation. Uh, but talking of, mm. talking of exciting shows, um, this, this show has been, this week, I feel we've done a fantastic job about talking about everything except for the archers, but we we're going to we're going to be upping the stakes, upping the ante because we have Andonis Anthony on the Russ of Russ fame coming on next week. We do indeed, yes. Um, I like we ask our listeners, don't we, to send us questions for our guests, and they never ever do, to be honest with you, which is fine. We all think of our own, however. Um, if you do wish to <laughs> send them in, um, yeah, and us three need to think of what on earth we want to ask. I've I've got a big list already. Yeah, it's it, this is the problem. It's not the, the the problem is not necessarily it's keeping it down because I want to know about him. I want to know about how he feels about Russ. I want to know about. Mm. I'd, I'd want to know everything about him. I mean, basically, how, how it's it's it's. If he is typecast, I can't wait. And if he's an amazing actor, <laughs> I can't wait. As if he's typecast. But you say he's absolutely lovely, Kerry. So, well, I've only messaged him a few times. You know. Oh, please, yeah, so... please be, please be Russ, Russ. <laughs> that hadn't even occurred to me. This is the point about having Russ coming on. For me, we're we're summiting Everest. True, true, true. Kerry, if people do have questions to ask. And Donis, mm. where would where would they go? Um, on a uh, Twitter, James. On Twitter, it's at the Cider Shed Pod, and um, I would just like to say the numbers are still growing every week. Love it, and I'd like to give at this point a shout out to Pat Brown, who oh, yes. made pea rugs from my recipe that was shared on last week's pod information. I just, I, I'm just in adoration of the fact that she followed my recipe, substi- substituted bacon with veggie bacon, and cracked on with it. And if anyone else wishes to make those pea rugs following the recipe, they're really good for Christmas and any time, really. It would I'll be great. To the, I'll check them on the um on the the uh, the podcast description again. Anyway, we've got an Instagram. It's. Uh... The same as Twitter, at the Cider Shed Pod, and we have a Facebook group which is called at, uh, which is not at, it's called the Cider Shed Podcast. We've had a few um, comments um, popping up from last night's episode regarding the pregnancy and uh, the riding of horses. So go on there and have a look. Also, if you have any <laughs> questions for next week's episode, then just uh, just slide into my DMs there, or just uh, pop it up on the on the page, and I'll post it. And if you want to get in touch with us very directly, it's hello at cidershed.com. Um, that's our Gmail account. And uh, yeah, and we'd love to hear from you. Very exciting week next week. Um, I wasn't exaggerating. Russ is, Russ is mm. you know, it for me. So I'm, and, and, and Matthew obviously is the, is the owner 
owner of that of that uh, you know he was the um the genesis of he likes to think fandom. he is anyway <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give it to him. i felt I'm like i was sticking him. up for him a lot earlier than other people were. oh god he's glorious he always has been glorious russ is going to be on this podcast next week russ right. oh my god <laughs> Are we going to have like a, a noddy holder? It's starting to feel a lot like Chris Russ. <laughs> we can. If you want to spend that much time in Garage Band, I will happily add it to the show. <laughs> also, final point who knew stamps cost £39.84? I know, it's extortionate, isn't it? It is. What is she sending? <laughs> God knows. Donkey turds to Hazel. <laughs> I hope so. Although I love Hazel. I'm torn. We're all torn, aren't we? Well, if Hazel hangs around, she could she could um she could rival. She could rival Russ as a potential guest. But um you know she's got she's got a long way to go, you know. Russ has got Russ has been Russ for a long time now. Hazel's going to be sent off with a terrible demise at some point because as we all know, the archers is that morality play thing. So anyone this evil has got to be sent off somehow. It's just how. I think Linda might play a part because she hinted this week that she's, you know, not enjoying how Hazel is operating. And if anyone's going to sort anyone out, it could be Linda. And then we can forgive Linda, which will be good. Be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm. maybe. Well, uh, thank you for a very lovely rambly Friday morning episode guys i enjoyed myself yeah me too yeah me too i'm off to mark a mountain of tests and i'm off to i'm off to have an interview with a company i don't really want to work for so you know (laughs) can't wait to hear how that pans out peter (laughs) yeah i'm I'm, I'm contented um yes do i do i take money to work for the devil or not anyway well i'll report back on that kerry's got her um a lovely another lovely week of gardening leave matthew's balls deep in marking Have a good week, everyone. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Hello.